This is the Wu Wei Wisdom Podcast, our weekly no-nonsense life lessons aimed to inspire you to master your emotional and spiritual health, achieve balance, harmony, and flow, and rediscover the authentic and awesome you. We're your hosts, David James Lees and Alexandra Lees. Now, are you scared of being happy? Like somehow it's just too good to be true. Maybe you believe you don't deserve to be happy or that something bad is around the corner. Well, if this is your pattern of thinking, this teaching is going to help you. Okay, David, this idea of being scared of happiness or fearful of being happy, how common is it? Surprisingly enough, it's very common. And it's something that someone will not want to admit to, but they hold themselves back from going wholeheartedly and enjoying life to the full because they are concerned that they won't be able to cope with the disappointment of reaching a high and then dropping down. And would this apply in their kind of relationships, their friendships, their career, family life, in lots of different aspects of life? I think in all different aspects of life, it could happen as in the relationship, they would tell themselves that they can't really express themselves fully in the relationship or be honest with their partner or really develop the relationship to its fullest extent in case they lose it. Same with work. Many of my clients will not go for promotions, will not go readily for the rise because they're worried that it's not going to work or it's, it's not, they're not going to be happy doing it or they, they, they got the idea of this would make me happy if I was doing this job. If I was a manager, I'd be really happy. And then when they get the chance of being a manager, then they look at all the negative points of view. Oh, I'll lose my friends. Oh, this won't happen. Oh, this won't happen. So it's definitely, I guess most of our teachings concerns the part of the mind that we're calling the inner child. But this most certainly is the inner child because one of the most important thing that what stops you from being your happy, being happy as you can be to reach your potential is it will break the inner child story. And so you have a real problem because for many years, the inner child's been telling you the opposite. Life's difficult. You can't cope. It's too much for you. You're not good enough. How many of you have said that to yourself? I'm not good enough. So if you believe in your core that you're not good enough, how can you reach the true happiness? Because you, what you're doing internally, you're creating a kind of an emotional tug of war between yourself. Well, David, I mean, it sounds like a perverse form of self-sabotage. It is. It's self-sabotage 101. And what you're saying is it's our inner child or ego that is artificially putting a stop on our potential, our life experiences, our, the amount of joy that we are allowing ourselves to have in our life because it either believes we don't deserve or that something bad is going to go wrong or, or I don't know, is there another fundamental well, misunderstanding well, that we're th- dealing it's a, with here? It's the three lies, Alex. I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. 
I can't cope. I, so if I was really happy, I wouldn't be able to cope. I wouldn't be able to cope with that. Or I don't deserve to be happy. So it's one of the three lies. And here's why the inner child is so important to understand. Because if you bought in, and only you can see this as you're listening to me, have you ever said to yourself, this is an opportunity now just to drop your shoulders, take a breath, and be honest with yourself. Have you ever said the three lies, any of them or all three of them? I'm not good enough. I can't cope. I don't deserve it. I'm unlovable. And then now you've set up a core belief. Now, if you try and reach your true potential, immediately you're creating a tug of war between what that part of your mind is saying, I'm not good enough, and the mature part of your mind sees opportunity, sees wants to do things, have aspirations And this is, again, perhaps we'll talk about the difference between an affirmation and an aspiration. So you will have aspirations of doing a wonderful job, of being so successful, but then you've got this inner doubt pulling you down. Mm. And there's a heavy, heavy anchor. It's so powerful, Alex. And so, David, what is the origin of this faulty thinking It's from our childhood. Is it from experiences we had with our parents or with our peers when we were at school? Can you give me a couple of examples of how this may have formed, this kind of, uh, this desire to think that things are going to turn out wrong or that I shouldn't be happy or I don't deserve to be happy or it's going to be a problem? Yes, so it forms in our childhood, Alex. In my experience, the story starts to form between the ages of six years old and nine years old. This is when you've encountered situations, and as you said, it could be a dysfunctional family, it could be circumstances, it could be things not going the way that you think they should go compared to other people. It could be lots of things. But the inner child will then develop a belief system. And what I call the vow the very root of the belief system is there's something wrong with me. There's something missing in me. That would, you may say it in a slightly different way, but when you say there's something wrong with me, what you do immediately, you create an internal separation. You are now putting doubt on your essence of spirituality, your value and your worth. You are doubting yourself. Now, for a child, this seems very reasonable. We can look at it and say, well, that doesn't seem right. How can you doubt yourself? The prospect of that doesn't seem right. But for a child, it can't be the adults, can it? It can't be the teachers, can it? It can't be the outside world, because I don't really understand that. So the only one else I can blame, and that's what the inner child wants to do, is to blame. They blame themselves. So from the vow, there's something wrong with me. Then it's absolutely a simple progression. The next step, the three lies. I'm not good enough. I can't cope. I'm unlovable. I'm unworthy. I don't deserve it. Now, that formulates your story. And then the inner child then starts to develop the story. And here's the answer to your question. The inner child sees this as some form of protection, safety. I don't know whether you know the saying, better the devil you know. 
So the inner child creates this safety zone of there's something wrong with me, I'm not good enough. And what it's saying is, if somebody else tells me I'm not good enough, it's not going to be so powerful because I've already told myself I'm not good enough. And so it's bizarre. But then, if I just finish off, then this story becomes very familiar. And then in your teens and early 20s, it morphs into your identity. And now you start living your life. So if you believe, for instance, you can't cope or you're not good enough, how can you be successful? Because you would be arguing against your own core beliefs. And how can you be happy? Because it's almost like you're, well, you've created this prison within which you believe somehow you're safe because... Whatever happens, whatever anyone says to me, however they may judge me or criticize me, or if anything goes wrong, I'm already imprisoned in this kind of limited story of what I'm capable of, what I can cope with, what I deserve, so that when the worst does happen, I'm protected. But that means that you're never exposing yourself to the daylight, the freedom, the fresh air of potential, of joy, of happiness. You're, you're keeping yourself locked indoors. You're absolutely right. And here I put another layer on this. I hope you're following me. Now, then you have the aspiration. You say, well, look at them. Look how successful they are. Look what they can do. Look how wealthy they are. Look how happy they are then the inner child can turn that around. There you are. There's the evidence there's something wrong with you. Look at them and look at you. They're far more successful. See, now it's doing CCJ. It's comparing yourself negatively. And therefore, that becomes what I call the self-fulfilling prophecy. And that becomes... It's almost like the inner child convincing us there's more, more reasons, good reasons to, to stay put in this prison, to bolt the door even further because it's a scary, intimidating, criticizing, judgmentful world out there that is going to be very uncomfortable, unpredictable, out of your control. Yes, so if you present yourself as happy and successful and doing well, What's that going to attract from other people? Criticism. <laughs> and we can't deal with that, can we? Because we can't cope. So you see, it becomes, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You can't really be happy and successful and reach your aspirations. You have all these wonderful aspirations of what you would like to do. And when it's almost like... When the clock strikes, when the time is right, oh my goodness, how many clients have said this to me? They're waiting for the right time. When's the right time? The right time is now. The right time is now. No, no, this has got to happen. Oh, when I, when I move jobs, this will be, oh, when I move houses, oh, when I change my car, oh, when I lose, this is what somebody, a client told me <laughs> just last week, when I lose five pounds, then I can be happy. Then I until can. Then. Then, until then, I can't be happy because I look in the mirror and I see myself overweight. So now I have to lose five pounds of weight and then I can start to be. But that will never happen. That will never happen. So you're chasing the carrot again. It will never happen. And so you're always putting off instead of 
taking accountability and responsibility for doing it now because the inner child story in your mind is so familiar, so ingrained that you've just accepted it and you go along with the inner child and then it's there you go again. You'll say to yourself, there I go again. Look, it's always me. It falls down. It's not worth trying to be happy because I would only be disappointed. If I was happy, I would only be, it would only fall into bits, wouldn't it? So why try and be happy? So David, <laughs> the obvious question that I know everyone who's listening to this will be asking <clears throat> How do we begin to break this? How do we begin to allow ourselves to branch out, break out of this prison, experience joy, reach into the happiness and abundance that is out there in the outside world waiting for us? Well, I'm very happy to tell you it's much simpler than what you think. It's not complicated. So you go back to the three foundations of Wu Wei wisdom. Number one. You are the creator of your emotions. You are not the victim. Really study that, what I'm saying. I'm not saying you shouldn't have emotions. I'm not saying emotions are wrong or evil or bad. But every emotion that you create, sorry, every emotion that you experience, you create. So, happiness is an emotion. That's all it is. There's not an happiness bottle outside that you can go and drink. You're just describing an emotion. So you have to be accountable for creating your emotions. And this is very, very important. Particularly, I would guess, because you're watching these type of teachings, you are already an expert at creating negative emotions. You need to become more expert at creating positive emotions. And I think, David, the interesting thing with what you've just said is that there's no trade-off. It's not like if I allow myself to be happy, I'm exposing myself. If I allow myself to be happy, I'm giving a piece of myself away or I'm sacrificing something. Happiness is something we can create within us at any point in time. It doesn't subtract anything from from us it doesn't expose us in any way it doesn't make us more vulnerable to be happy you're absolutely right alex because if you follow this road of being a defeatist of poo me you're still going to attract the same type of criticism so you can't get out of other people criticizing you or being judgmental not being happy doesn't mean all of a sudden people stop criticizing you. I'm telling you, they're still doing it the same way. So really concentrating on you are the creator of your emotions, not the victim is very important. Number two, you have innate inherent shen, value and worth. This is so important. And what I find with my clients, intellectually, because to follow these spiritual teachings, I've done quite a lot of work, and they will readily accept that they have value and worth. But the part of the mind that we're talking about, the inner child, will not accept it. And so they have this dilemma that I call beat the butt. They will say to me, I say, do you believe you have innate value and worth? And they say, yes, of course I do, but. And when you say but in the middle of a sentence, it means forget what I've just said. Because their inner child cannot, your inner child cannot believe 
they have innate value and worth and still hold their story mm -hmm. because they're in direct opposite. They're in confliction with yeah, each other. Yeah. They're two opposites. And here's the problem that I call the dual belief system. Again, most of my clients will hop between the two beliefs, saying, yes, of course, I, I've got value and worth. It's obvious, you know, it, it, it's obvious. And then I ask them a question, and they, well, I'm not good enough. And I say, well, I thought you had value and worth. Oh, yeah, but, but. You see, there's always a but there. And the but means that they accept the principle, but they haven't accepted it on the part of the mind that I call the inner child. So get your emotions right. Really focus on the inner child. See if you 100% agree that every human being has value and worth. And if you say a but, then you don't agree. You haven't accepted it. And then thirdly, and perhaps most importantly in this part of the teaching, you are accountable. You cannot avoid being accountable. No one can avoid it. You can think you're clever, and that's what the inner child believes. It's so clever. It's so manipulative. It can. You are still accountable. You can't avoid it. And the way to cement that accountability is through truth, honesty, and integrity. And that's why I call it the three lies. I'm not good enough. I can't cope. I'm unlovable. Are all lies. Nobody in all of my years of doing this work have been able to prove that to be true. They can give me the consequences of believing that. If I believe that, then my life is terrible. That means I'm not good enough. No, it doesn't. It's only confirming what, what you believe. So, David, are you saying that we need to be accountable for our thought patterns? So, if at the root of us not, of us self-sabotaging the happiness are the beliefs that I'm not good enough, I can't cope, I'm unlovable. And we're running those beliefs subconsciously without question, without, without accountability, without taking self-responsibility for the fact that they are misunderstandings, they're mistruths. We need to stop that. Well, we need to start questioning what are the beliefs that are running our life here? And that's the accountability you're talking about. Yes, that's the accountability. And it's also part of the accountability to be truthful to yourself. Truth, honesty, and integrity. Do you 100% believe that you are a spiritual being uh, full of shen, with self-worth and value? If there's any shadow of doubt, even, even if you're 99% there, there's still 1% of doubt. What are you doubting? And that's the little hold that the inner child has on you. That's the hold that the inner child is still going to take over. Those times when you're tired, when you're busy, when you're hungry, when you've got a lot on, the inner child then sees the opportunity to jump in and go, oh, it's because yeah. you're not good enough. There you go. Look, yeah. that's because you, you can't cope. I always told you that. I've been quiet for a couple of weeks, but here's the evidence, you see. Yeah. And that's when the inner child jumps in and pulls you down. So that's why you have to be very clear, very open with what you believe. And when you do that, the, this process becomes very simple. It's not easy to change habits of a lifetime, 
But to change the truth, the honesty, and the integrity is very simple. And most of my clients would value them being truth, being true, but they're not true inside. Mm -hmm. They say one thing and they really believe something else. And that's how you stop this and then you can create happiness if it's appropriate for you to create happiness because happiness is an emotional feeling. Now, I can't understand that we live in this absolutely fantastic universe that you can't be happy. And we see things as everyday sunset, stars in the sky, you know, natural things. But then the inner child will discount those and just focus on something. Oh, yes, but we look, look at the way they looked at us and look at the way they criticize us. And I know he doesn't like me or no, she doesn't like me. The inner child will much prefer to concentrate on that because that supports their story. So we have the three things you just mentioned. Number one is that understanding we create the emotions and as readily as we can create negative red light emotional feelings we can equally create positive green light emotions such as happiness joy contentment ease peace bliss satisfaction and that there's no subtraction there there's no vulnerability there and then the other two points that you touched upon really they relate to the inner child and that's where the inner child reparenting comes in and we've done so many teachings uh, to help you with inner child reparenting and I will put a link in the show notes to our inner child reparenting playlist so do take a look at that as well that will help you lots and lots and lots with this topic but David just to close then what would you say is the spiritual life lesson around this topic? Yes, I think this is very important. So if you experience a resistance about being happy, about being successful, about believing in yourself, about reaching your true potential, if you experience any pullback, any little doubt, any little niggle in your head, that is what I would call the inner child. And as Alex has just said, You need to be able to speak to that part of your mind. And that's why I like to use the label of the inner child. And I try and teach my clients when we do the one-to-one sessions how to talk to their inner child. Because the inner child, I don't never want to paint it as a monster, evil, of somebody who's out to get you. The inner child is stuck. And that, again, is what I like to imagine the inner child. When I'm lucky enough and honoured to work with a client and I can go down and speak to that that inner child, I do not see a raging devil waiting to kill everybody that comes into its range. I see a child of about six or seven or eight huddled in a dark corner, scared and frightened and not understanding the world. And really the job of the inner child is to see that and go and sit with them and hold their hand. And first of all, give them, give them a hug and tell them that you love them and say, sweetheart, you have some misunderstandings here and we can't keep fighting ourselves. We've been spending our life in this emotional tug of war and we need to be on the same team. And really, As a Taoist, that's what the inner child work is about. So this is the life lesson. You haven't got two opposing energies inside of you, pulling and fighting. Some people say, I've got devils on two shoulders. You've got a scared child 
who wants to come into a oneness. So when you see me give lessons on Taoism, it's all about being a one. You are a team. You are together. And our job is, first of all, is to understand, understand that the inner child can fight and kick and spit and do all that. But that's not because they're evil. It's because they're scared. And you have to go to them and hold them close. And the first thing you should say to your inner child is, you deserve to be happy, sweetheart. I love you. And when you do that, then you can begin the process of reparenting. of your responsibility to do something that perhaps your physical parents couldn't do for you. But you can do it for yourself. And that has much more spiritual value for you and your life and your family and all of those around you. Wonderful. Thank you, David. And like I said, I will put a link to our inner child playlist. And also we've done several guided, David's done several guided, beautiful guided meditations for the inner child work, which will help you with this. And I will put links to those as well in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this week's Wu Wei Wisdom Life Lesson. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and please rate and review us to help us grow. If you'd like to work one-to-one with David, he supports clients all over the world every week via video call. You can learn more about David's consultations, plus our online events, offers and gifts on our website, wuweiwisdom.com. You can also meet and share with us in our private Facebook group, on our YouTube channel, and on Instagram. Search for Wu Wei Wisdom and you'll find us. Until next time, stay happy, healthy, and in your flow.